Nick, this is the last one of the year, and uh, after after this one, we have to pick the new. Well, I mean, this podcast is over. We had to pick the new one. I I have to start a whole new podcast, Jeff. Okay, and, oh, so much and work. To- I, I've done so much research on uh, third installments of 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 series. Can this next podcast be our cooking podcast? Can we just cook a cooking? Po- that- I don't think that's a thing, but I think it should be. It, like. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I want to yes and you here. Okay, so Nick, and what, okay, in, okay. like, in what things is it like? Okay, first one they had this one where they talked about okay, so random first stuff. one. The first second one, one they talked about random other things, and then the third one they talked about cooking. Third one we talked about cooking. Now I only know how to cook French French toast, like I told you. Yeah, right? with with the vanilla extra. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yes, yes. See, okay. I do pay attention. I'm, I do appreciate that. Okay, so I am going to need you to do a lot of the lifting here in this next one. Nick, we're okay. not. Nick, we're not picking it now. I just want to know. We, Nick, the thing is, it's not a, it's not a theme. It's this is not a theme selection. It's not like cooking. Cooking no, is just, not I the just, third. I just, thought, I just thought we were starting a new podcast. I think we should. We should we're starting a cooking podcast, Nick. I, we're picking Maybe the name. Maybe hungry. Let's pick the, 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 <laughs> Okay, here. Okay, here's here's the thing. I want I want to go back and forth before we start. I want to show how much preparation we've done. I want you to tell me the third thing in a series of things uh, that could be a potential topic that you've prepared so far. We're not going to discuss them. I just I just want to show how, how good you have, are. I don't have. I okay. I, third I, thing. Okay. Third thing. Uh, uh, Return of the King. Uh, Lord of the Rings. The third one. I think. Okay. Um, what's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles third movie? We're going to look this up. <laughs> Off the dome, Nick. These are things Off you've done dome. research on. Um, I was supposed to do research on this? No. It's an intro topic, Nick. I just need to know how good you are at coming up with the third things. Okay. I do wish that Secret of the Ooze was you're, the you're buying, the <laughs> you're, buying me a, you're buying me a lot of time, bud. <laughs> Gonna, it's gonna be like I'm gonna pass I that no right answers. back. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What's you can't what's, come up with a third of anything? No, it's a third of anything. I don't know, uh, Storm of Swords, but that's not any. That's not anything. That's the nothing, what? Jeff. That's not funny. That's not funny at all, Jeff. What okay. the hell? Prisoner of Azkaban, I think, is the third Harry Potter thing. See, it this is. isn't hard. <laughs> it's hard when you're dumb like me. I okay, don't know. what's the third? Okay, Nick, here, I'll throw you a softball, bud. <laughs> <laughs> he will call it whatever the year is that the Lakers won the third their third ring. Okay, how about that? Okay, that actually is not as easy as you think. The answer is like 1952 or something or 1949. Who's gonna, who's gonna call you on that? Um, okay, can I can I okay. actually okay can I yeah. talk to you about something here that I didn't know? Okay, another one. We, Rocky three. Okay, keep going. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. Jeff, you just said three at the end of it. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so right. what where Apollo Creed right. dies. Okay, keep going. I have a problem, Jeff. I have a problem. Um, we may have been committing false advertising this whole year, okay? Mm-hmm. Three Ninjas mm-hmm. Kickback is the third edition, the third movie of the Three Ninjas tro- Wait, uh, Three Ninjas series. No, hold on, hold on. I've hold been on. I've been lied to. I'm so sorry. I must have made a mistake. <laughs> no. Three Ninjas Knuckle Up is the second one, Jeff. It's Knuckle Up is the second one, Jeff. You're <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> I don't hold know on, hold on, what is hold on. I'm taking my headset off.
Okay, I'm back. Oh, no. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know, Knuckle. I'm sorry, Are Jeff. You? I don't know. Is this real? Know. Is this it real? Is. I'm not it's even going to Google it. I'm going to trust you. It is. In it a, is. In a, in a show of faith that Why you deserve I none of. It, uh, I don't deserve anything. Okay, we can move uh. on to the fourth installment, and this can be high noon at Mega Man. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Nick. Wait. Here, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. It's not it's not too late. There's still one episode of this podcast where we can fix it. And like we can make it be So what was the second installment? The second installment was Knuckle Up. Okay. Here we go, bud. Knuckle Up. We started a podcast. It's a podcast board Phoenix like from the ashes. Who boy of this year's podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's not. Podcast. It's Nick. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. This is the same podcast. We just we have some corrections to make. Uh before we move into next year's podcast, we do want to make an announcement. This year's podcast has had a, a typo, a, a, a verbal a verbal typo. Uh we've this entire time been saying kick back. That, we actually meant knuckle up. That uh, yeah, was an easy mix-up. In post, I will ones now go foot, back the- every single episode where we made any sort of kickback reference, and I will now edit in uh, knuckle up. Nick, can Nick you, if you, can you just say, speech? can you say knuckle up like three <laughs> different ways so I can edit that oh, in? knuckle up. Knuckle up. Knuckle up. All right. So this is our last episode of the year we started a podcast, Knuckle Up. Uh, we're a couple of friends, half a continent apart, that uh, have a very man, Nick. I cannot believe you did this to me. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> you cannot just believe. think about it. We could have been, we could have been secrets of the use the whole t- the whole time. I <laughs> was that the second installment of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, pretty good. That could have been it. Secrets of the, That's the what I mean. That's what I mean. Like we could have done that because if it was knuckle up, I don't even know what that means. I don't know that I would have picked this, Nick. But we did. We just called it kickback. You literally, the entire time. you literally caught the the pun. The pun is uh, is buckle up, but like instead of oh, buckle, I did it it's organic. Like, with, man, you did. it's a good man. You know it's a pretty what? Pretty good pun. Pretty good. It, pun. This is a this is a mistake, but. Man, it would have been so great if it would have been a mistake that you made like <laughs> 51 weeks ago, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, is, you know. Man, I, th- I did not expect this is where this would go, but we're here. Uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do, uh, what the next podcast is going to be. I I don't think we could do kickback. I feel like maybe maybe we've tested Pro- the waters not a little on that bit one. much. We'll yeah. try to maybe test uh, the waters of a different a different franchise, but yeah. So I'm this have, is. I'm gonna have something really good for next week. Okay. This. I just want to let you know. Okay. okay. For, for our well, sequel. Yeah. So I, I'm would, you re- say, I'm gonna, would you say? Would you say? Would you say I should knuckle up? I, I would say knuckle up. But yeah, I would say definitely knuckle up. It's so good. It's, it's so, pretty good. Like I'm so pretty mad. Good. I'm getting more mad at you the longer we do this. Yeah, knuckle you're up. welcome. Oh my god. You're goodness. welcome. Oh man. Okay, Nick. It's it's Christmas or whatever. <laughs> I gotta really, it's gonna, Christmas or whatever. Who cares anymore? Christmas you've given, is dumb you've, now that I'm not even back, kicking back. I mean, yeah. Now that we're just knuckling up and getting ready to go into Christmas, so we do have to, we have to do something. Last year we talked about. Uh, I went back and listened about terrible random Christmas things. 
this year I was like looking for questions and things and I texted you this. I just want to do it briefly because like I already feel like this is going to be an episode that I, I don't know. Like when we're, we, we switched this to bi-weekly, now I have a thousand things I want to get into. But anyways, Nick, okay. So I was looking at things. I didn't find anything cool. I've just tried to come up with a other random question myself using my own brain cells. Uh, so mm-hmm. knuckle up. Here we go. We let's I, not let's not overdo it, Jeff. Let's let's not overdo it, Nick. I I have fifty one weeks of knuckling right. up to get into this podcast. You're there's right, so you're right. there's so many good puns to have, Nick. Okay, I want to know if you could have a Christmas present that you could like any any Christmas present. You can pick whatever you want, but you can only keep it so long as nobody knows that you have it. And as soon as they do, it's gone. What would Whoa, you pick? Wait. You say nobody knows I have it. Do you mean nobody I'm related to? Nobody that I like like I want to be super clear on this. Is this just people I know that need to not not know about it? Yeah, no. We're we're talking if if anybody knows. I guess hold on. I should Okay. Can, can I like Amnesty can, on like, the bank know? Can like like some like non-descript okay. person I don't give a don't, no, I don't no, no, give no. a good comeback. Here's the, here's here's where I'll draw the line. Okay. Okay. Any anything that is like a person cannot know unless they're listening to this podcast right it. now, and and you can't make them listen to this podcast. Like so, the 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 cheap answer in here is that I really would love just like a million dollars in like a, a checking account that can, like that. You know what I mean? That nobody well, knows. Hey, 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 Nate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying. Maybe you could shoot a little higher. I mean, a million bucks like, is cool, but like you're right. I but like I mean, I, I mean, I can't really do much with more than a million dollars that nobody could know. Like if I try to buy a house with that, that's like not that's not gonna pull it. But if I order DoorDash every day for the rest of my life, then it's fine. And my wife's just like, <laughs> you really have to budget yourself on eating out, Nick. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, Has Nick, it affected our savings? No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, Nick, why would yeah. you do that? Why, like, why would you say that? Because, like, I feel like maybe, like, what if a random teller happens to, like, pull you up or whatever, and they're like, hey, this guy has a million dollars. Go- That's Jeff, very weird. Jeff, I don't ever go to talk to human beings Nicholas, in person okay. as it is. I understand. And once I have this deep, dark secret that will go away the moment that a teller knows, I will never interact with a teller for the rest of, of my life. Hey, Nick. I, I don't will want, go to my I, grave. Hey, hey bud. Hey, bud. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah. I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to burst your bubble. But, like, even that, okay, so fine, not a teller. Nicholas, I work. I work in finance, and yeah. I do. Ha- I, we have all kinds of like. If you just had a million dollars randomly show up in your account one day, like Bud, we would notice. Man, like, that would be man. gone so fast based on the rules of this, man. So like for sure, that like you can't right, you can't get right, a million right. bucks. That's not can't you get can't a million bucks. I mean, but Nick, what I would say, you might be able to just get free. DoorDash whenever you want. Like I feel like that, that might be a power that you could you could get for Christmas. Well, I mean, uh, the flip side of that is that at some point Jen's gonna be like, "How the f- are you getting?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, Why are you fair. getting Pokey for the sixth time this week? You got Pokey today for lunch. What's what's wrong with you? And you know when you get the extra salad, it's four dollars, <laughs> and it's not worth half that. I mean, it's true. Okay. It's true. Okay, so you can't get a million dollars. Can't get can't get your free pokey, but like you got you got to like come on. There's got to be something that you hmm. can take. It's Christmas, Nick. It's Christmas. I mean, it's so it's hard because I like I'm trying to think now of like things that I could hide really well and like you know what I could hide really well? I could hide like a computer upgrade. Like I could just get like an entire computer upgrade and like nobody would ever have to know. I just be okay. like, yeah. Yeah. If my computer is definitely my desktop is definitely 10 years old. So, you oh, know, it's man. it's, or uh, it's it's like nine years old and like one oh, dude, part is I, like five I years of, old or I, I thought of a great gift for you that yeah, for like you could not even know and like nobody could even know. 
if I could give you the gift of a keyboard and mouse that like makes the sound <laughs> so that you can have that tactile experience of hearing you clicking and typing, but it didn't show up on an audio recording. That is the sort of magic I'm looking for for this Christmas. That that'd would be, be, that'd be that'd very be magical. Can I, can I propose to you the idea of a keyboard and mouse that only I hear the annoying sound. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's fine. But I hear sure. it much louder. I hear it the way you hear it now. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm totally down for you to suffer as long as it doesn't mean I do. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. That's, no, that's my present to you, Jeff. That's my okay. present to oh, you. Oh, okay. Where, where yeah. I suffer for your benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always what I tell people. Is I always want people to suffer. That is what <laughs> I, that's really what brings me joy. It's a thing called Schodenfraud. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't pronounce it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I have. I have no good. Do you have a good answer? Because I have no good answer. Okay, here's my thing. I. Uh, it's really hard because like you think of things that like you'd really like, and at the end of the day, I do feel like people will find out. But here's the thing that I would like. It's magic power. So let's. I just to be fair, this doesn't exist. I want the ability. Well, I don't know. There's. Don't anyways, know <laughs> um, what I would like is the ability to go into a situation and. Be, act as my entire self but be able to like fast forward through the entire experience and the reason why i say this i i've said this on the show almost certainly said this on the show before i hate teeth stuff so bad and oh god and then the other day like I, I, when i wrote this and as a thing that i wanted to say here's my thing i went to the dentist and they did the thing like they're like poking your teeth and like making sure they're good or whatever cleaning them out and they do the poke 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 and then one of them for the first time in a very 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 long time one of them stuck into my tooth which means i have a cavity which is terrible Uh. as a person who does not like teeth things literally i could have died in that moment like one that means the entire rest of the time i'm thinking like oh i have a cavity doesn't mean we have to do it right now does that like oh my gosh that means they're gonna have to like numb me they're gonna poke like the thing in my mouth and make me numb and do all the things and drill it out and i'm like like nick at that in that moment like i just like i would love to just fast forward to the point where i just i'm leaving and saying bye like i don't i hate teeth stuff so much and i i know a lot of things that you suffer through you should like they make you stronger and blah 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 but like i don't care how strong getting my teeth fixed is like i i don't care like i will take this new weakness i can't i I, nick if i could if i could just be myself but not actually have to go through it that's my superpower one for christmas for getting my teeth fixed uh, like i 100 percent. if i could do that for all things vaguely medical of like i'm not even asking for like perfect health here i'm just asking my superpower to be that like my body behaves as if i went to do all of the things but I don't have to experience going to the doctor and setting up doctor's appointments and yes. waiting and the guilt of like, no, I haven't flossed very much. No, oh, I'm sorry. No. I, haven't Nick, I, I feel so seen. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry that I haven't flossing. Yes, I understand that it's a big deal. Yes, I understand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nick, like, Nick, okay, pause. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah. But I do want to say, you said a thing that is literally – okay, we we talk about the, the, social, guilt of, yeah. the, the social anxiety things. So like – there's there there ain't, there ain't no getting around it. I am not great at flossing. I'm sorry. I brush my teeth good. I don't floss good. And when I go to the dentist, there ain't no hiding that fact. Like, yep, like yep, yep. Correct. Correct. I, like I well, know okay. that you know that I know that you know. So my sister, my sister told her me that like the motivation that she got like was when her her dentist told her I, I forget the exact thing that she 
he they told her, but she was like, oh yeah, my dentist once told me that it's like someone not wearing any deodorant or something. Oh no! And, and I was oh, like, no. you didn't motivate me better. You just made me feel even worse about it, Kristen. God! Uh, it makes me want yeah, to have and, the habit better. It just doesn't make and, uh, me any actually better at the habit. It, it, correct, correct. <laughs> but what it, oh man, I literally, like, I think through like, oh man, should I just like apologize before we start? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Can I write you a letter preemptively? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, like, I'm so... I, I tell you what, Nick. And I hand it to them, and I say, read this, and then we never speak of it again. Please. I, I'll, Please. Tell you, I'll tell you what. Like, I, I want to... I want I, to... I know that eventually i got to go to the dentist. Like, that's important. you got to do it. But, like, man, if it's just, like, slightly cloudy outside, got to cancel it. No? You know? Oh, man. I, it could rain. It could I, rain. I stubbed my toe real rough last week, and, like, I just don't... I just... It, I, that's not safe. I'm not feeling it's up not to it. Safe. I, I, I'm not feeling up to it. I had a cough earlier. It was after I choked on the water bottle that I was chugging in, in uh, anxiety about this this uh, appointment. But don't worry about that. Like, I did test myself for COVID 17 times to try to get out of it. It was negative, but you never know. As they say, 18, like maybe the 18th time is the one. The, rap, the rapid tests are really are notoriously only no, like 80 percent reliable or something. Like, yeah. Okay, wait, we got to move on from this. Yeah, I'm this completely is with you, but it's so bad. No, it's it's it, but it's it's just it's just us wallowing in our own anxiety at this point <laughs> <laughs> i think that should be the next uh the next podcast uh sometime. Well, we get our own anxiety <laughs> anyways uh yeah so nick why don't you why don't you take us out of this a little bit okay uh jeff i have been meaning to do this as a topic for a quite a long time which mm-hmm. which is fitting jeff do you procrastinate a lot you're a, you're a millennial this comes down this is dear near and dear to both of our hearts i'm sure do you do you feel like you procrastinate a lot yeah, like I mean, har har. Of course I do. Um, I I do find it to be the thing that I probably like fight against the most. Like if I could, like pick a thing. Okay, rant, like real talk. If I could, uh, like pick a thing to magically do better at. Uh, like being immune to the effects of procrastination would be a thing that I feel like I would I would benefit greatly from. Right. So, and that's that attitude right there is exactly why I wanted to do it is because I feel like the whole procrastination thing is very much framed as like a we all suck at like caring enough, but in reality, whenever I procrastinate. I feel like a big fat butthead, like a big, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to regret this later. But and then I just r- continue to do it anyways. <laughs> and, like, and proceed to regret it later, like almost un- like without without exception. Right, right. So I, I think that this is like a really big thing that we often frame on imperfect behavior as like a moral failing. And I don't really view it that way. And I kind of just think of it usually as like not even mistakes as as just like a reality of like circumstance, like the same like the same way some people can't like aren't great about like controlling like they're eating, even if they're like yeah. otherwise very healthy people find people who have like a really bad sweet tooth or just like can't help themselves but overeat or whatever it may be. And I think that those things are not like a moral failing. I don't think it's a sign of like laziness. I don't consider myself a lazy person. I usually feel like I come out, I come out of days like working my ass off but at the same time i do definitely put off things and so with all of that said i read a really good article and jen sent me a really good article uh about a uh pers- a researcher named pierce Steele. he's a psychologist at the university of calgary uh there's a couple different articles for uh, about this uh who about this guy's research he's done a lot of research on procrastination and his feelings were uh, I, I took or his uh, research, I took it to be 
uh, valid because it confirmed my wants and desires for it to not be a moral failing. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate him doing research that was specifically tailored to uh, of course to confirm my biases. Yeah, but more but more importantly, like that basically agrees with the sentiment. Um, that he and he's done a ton of research. Uh, the the article uh, that I read was called "Getting Over Procrastination" in uh, the New Yorker. Really good on procrastination was that procrastination was linked really positively with impulsiveness. So people who were impulsive, uh, who were impulsive and had trouble controlling, uh, like uh, with self control. Uh, also procrastinate. Not because they found that they didn't have a good work ethic, not because they found that they were like lazy, and especially not because they didn't understand the consequences of their actions. They weren't people who were going through the thought process like, ho, 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 I'll put this off for later so I can have fun now. They almost always were, most people who procrastinate are basically guilt-ridden about procrastinating. And like, that lines up with what you're saying about like it's the thing that I wish I could uh, uh, could work on the most, right? Yeah. No, this is a great therapy session. Please continue. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel. Yeah. This. Uh, this is Nick. This is applicable. Continue. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Steele said that about 95% of people who procrastinate wish they could reduce the tendency. And so it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like a dude who steals because they like love the thrill of stealing. Like that's not a thing that's happening to most of us, right? <laughs> um, so he got the uh, the opportunity to do two different uh, different uh, or he's he's done a bunch of research, but one of his of his studies was he had access to data from a bunch of twins who some were fraternal and some were identical, and so the hope with this was the ability to um, to like determine whether or not the trait is uh something that that we get from nurture or from from biological right, like is it genetic trait. or not yeah exactly right um basically he did find that the trait was moderately heritable uh he said about 46 percent of the tendency to procrastinate and 49 percent of the tendency towards impulsiveness was attributable to genes and the estimated gen- genetic correlation between the two traits was one which is perfect or at least as right. close to perfect as you could possibly get so the interesting thing with that to me is that, like, I have never associated those two things, but he considers them to be two sides of the same coin. Um, basically, just a lack of self-control in individual in, in short-term uh, short-term moments. I think that the way that we've like the reason that I care about like whether or not we talk about it as a moral failing is because when I was young, you know, like I have totally healthy like freaking uh, you know authority figures in my life, but like I definitely recall being told like, oh. Stop being lazy. Stop putting this off for later. If you want to be on top of stuff, if you want to be productive, you need to do this stuff now. It's like, and framed as like, you're being lazy for putting off homework or whatever it was as a kid, right? And I don't really think that that's the, the actual solution. And it doesn't, it doesn't line up with or the actual method to kind of combat it. And it doesn't line up with what I read and Steele's uh, findings. His findings were basically just set short-term goals, small, short-term, achievable goals, not long-term goals. And uh, the other thing that he found was that people who procrastinated a lot and were very impulsive also were very bad about, like, breaking down on long-term goals. Like, they would either set goals too far, uh, get overwhelmed by their own goals, or just lose track of those goals over time. And so he found that setting small, short-term, achievable goals, like, in this next hour, I want to do this. In this next 20 minutes, I want to write this much of my, my paper. In the next uh, 30 minutes, I want to read this this section of this of this art or this book or this, you know, whatever it is. Oh, man. That's super, like, it's an interesting pairing. Like, 
it makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense. I just don't know that I would have intuitively paired those two things together. I don't know. Do you do you find that you're either impulsive or a person who has trouble with like long term goals? Because I actually don't think I am, but I do find myself struggling with impulsiveness and long term goals. I am much more of a person <coughs> where okay, I'll like this is what I was thinking about the entire time you were talking. The times where I succeed the most is where my impulse aligns with going in the direction of my what I would consider to be like a long-term goal. Okay. Uh, like to put that professionally, if I have a particular ambition that I want to like achieve, if the work that I'm wanting to do organically, like just the things that like draw me to it yes. are yes. the things that I want to dive into, my impulse is going to dive into those things. If those things are also the exact things that if I could write down on a piece of paper the the top five things I should work on to get where I want to go, that is where I do really, 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 really well. The parts that I feel like I've struggled the most in my life where uh, like I, I wish that I could write those six things down or five things down and just force myself to do them are when those are out of alignment where I, you know, you just have no natural urge or tendency to want to do that thing. Right. Yeah. Like I, I really am. And it's like, it either needs to be a, a natural desire to want to do the thing, or it's a thing that I've made a habit, like where, like, it doesn't matter if it's a, yeah. if it's a thing that is something I want to do or don't, it's just a thing that I do. And again, I feel like that just kind of is just a different flavor of impulse, like an impulse out of desire and impulse out of habit is still just an impulse. And yeah. so I, I feel That's like a good way to put it. I, I am definitely so, so, so easily uh, like influenced by I'm I, I'm a sucker for the things I want to do or the things that I'm used to doing. Uh, and that's kind of my default behavior with that. That can work very well for me or very not so much well for me. That 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 makes perfect sense. Um, so I have two comments with that. One is, is there any way that I do you think that I could create a career change where I do what you're talking about, like make a career change that takes advantage of the things that I impulsively want to do? The only two things I ever really impulsively want to do are argue with people on the internet about basketball or ride a bike. Do you know if there's any career path that takes advantage of one of those two things? Or both. I mean, or both. I feel yeah, like... Can, I is there like, like a bike riding NBA journalist <laughs> job that I could take on? Like, <laughs> downhill, thing? M- downhill NBA <laughs> debate team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no. Okay. So that makes, that makes perfect sense. I, and I, I like the way you frame that. Um, do you feel like you lose, lose track of long-term goals or that like you get overwhelmed by long-term goals or is that, is that like not an issue for you? I don't get over. Also, Nick, stop pushing the buttons. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Uh, no, uh, so I don't feel like I lose track of long-term goals. How I, I how I, I feel like how I, uh, how oh. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, just to interject because I, I forgot to do it, say it earlier. Uh, your comment about ambition is something else that he talks about is that not that people that are, uh, that procrastinate are often labeled as people without ambition or like not labeled, but like spoken of that way. And it is not really a correlation at all. Like people can be really successful and also want really, you know, like lofty goals that they're willing to put in a lot of work for, but also have issues with procrastination. Like they're not mutually I, exclusive. I feel like uh, on a scale of zero to 10, my ambition has to 
like be at a 9.5 to 10. Like <laughs> I, I'm an extremely ambitious slash optimistic person. Like I want right. to achieve a lot and I, like I want to do a lot and I, I have a unhealthy confidence that I can do so, <laughs> um, which re- like honestly that reflects itself in like overcommitting myself to things or like setting unrealistic deadlines for things and etc. Um, right. But with regard to long term goals, to go back to that, my thing is I I have very uh, I have fuzzy long term goals, but I yes. don't really get caught up in like how I'm going to get there. I just know that that's they're almost more long term directions, and I don't really think of it as a pass or fail. I feel like it's the sort of thing like oh if I if I can get to this point or anywhere near it like that would be fantastic. Not if I get to this point or or not like it's not a binary pass fail. It's a how like I, I am I moving right. in this direction, and, and with that as like the background for how I think about things. That's where it really works well if I'm just going in a direction that my impulse takes me. I'm not the, – the problem with uh, having yourself be driven more or less by impulse or habit is it's not super, super precise where you're going. You have ideas of where you're going, but it's not it's not a thing that you could necessarily write on a paper and then want to be held accountable to you know a year later or two years later or something like that. If I can have a general direction that I want to go – and I really, really, really want to go that direction. I could figure out like the details along the way, and it works out. It works out well. Um, but yeah. I, I struggle, Nick. I struggle with procrastination like crazy. I'm also when when I when I have to, or I can trick my brain to do it. Like there's two different ways. One, under necessity, I buckle down, and I am the hardest worker. And, I've and ever I met. think that's I think that's like basically how most people feel. I, I'm not just like I, I think most people or a lot of people procrastinate. Um, reading this, like a, a big percent of people think that procrastination is like a big problem for them. Um, but I think that's how most people feel. I feel like once the pressure's on, we just we just all just get get down and like you know that's the reason everyone talks about you know uh, late night studying and like overnight finishing projects in in high school and college, right? Is because yeah. when when it comes when push comes to shove, we all just like oh I gotta do this. And I'll say like the same is true as far as like getting things done. If if it is something that I'm just genuinely like I'm a genuinely curious person, there are things that I just I love like the challenge of be it a technical challenge or a like a business challenge or a logical challenge, like. Or even like like a very like a mathematical challenge. Like it has a, a definite answer. I just yeah. we have to work hard to get to it. I find that really really fun. And and so on in those instances, and again, like that's it's not procrastination. Not because I'm like being very diligent about making sure I work enough. It's because my impulse is to work so much because I love it so much. Like I'm having so much fun. Like that is the sort of thing that energizes me. And in those instances, like the, the whole idea of procrastination is crazy. Like. I don't want to procrastinate. I work like I can't. I'm working like 16 hours a day on this, whether I'm like sitting at a computer or not, or like, right. I'm, I'm working on it in my head. I, I'm dreaming about the problem, like, and I'm having fun. And that that's like the other, like that's the other side of that. As a person who procrastinates, like, I I also have those moments where I want nothing more than to do the thing that I'm doing, and that the the trade off is if it's not a thing that I am passionate about or I'm up against a deadline against, like it's. It, it, like it's really easy to just fall into like, well, there's probably something else to do. Let I, me I check think, my phone. <laughs> I think you've you've nailed it. I think you've totally nailed it. Like it's, it's creating work that or making your like trying to 
work towards a place where work is also a thing that is a natural impulse for you to go towards, right? Like you're impulsively drawn to it because then that brings out the hardworking part of yourself, right? Like that brings out the part of you that that is like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'm willing to put in a lot of energy and I'm willing to drive myself insane on this project or whatever it is. Uh, one last thing I'll toss on here. Um, I don't know if you have anything else or not, but um, not especially the, I mentioned uh, at some point on the show where, you know, I listen to the same sort of music over and over again on repeat, like a crazy person. And part of the reason why I do that is that is the music that I listen to while I'm deeply diving into something and exclusively when I'm needing to dive deeply into something, either by necessity or by passion. And so when I do that, it is like music is a really powerful thing in that way of I may not be in the mood, but if I put this music on, I get everything pulled up, I get some coffee or whatever next to me. Like my brain is, is, is a sucker for like getting sucked into like, it's like the sort of thing, like once you get started, like once you're five minutes in, if you can get past that first five minutes, your brain is engaged. And now it's the thing that you're passionate about, like getting done for whatever, whatever the motivation is, is almost like it's, it's almost on the side. Like you're, you're into it. You're enjoying it. You're working on it. It's engaging. And that, that's why I do that weird thing where I listen to the same song on repeat for, I don't know, at this time, probably 60,000 hours. Cause it is <laughs> like, it's like a cheat code for being able to focus on stuff. No, that that makes perfect sense. Uh, one of the things that uh, he also talked about was the way that um, the the way that like some people could cope with with their procrastination is to uh, to make their distractions more out of reach. And this isn't that's not the same thing, but it's it's totally you working in that same way of like I'm creating the mental headspace where I'm in the focused zone instead of the bo- zone where I'm reaching to procrastinate, right? And it's it's like the opposite side of that point, I suppose. But um, it's it's it makes perfect sense to me and i i have a similar uh approach with music uh like there's just certain music that i i know like if i'm like constantly looking to change a song after every single song because i'm like oh you know what i'm not in the mood for the rest of this album or whatever then it's just it's gonna contribute to my distraction and you uh you you've got it you've got it nailed man that sounds like the the right the right oh and and I, I had never even thought about this, but I like you saying that it is a hundred percent two sides of the same coin because in addition to playing that, uh, like playing that music on repeat, I also close outlook. I close teams, which is our chat thing at work. Yep. I, like I, I set my phone on the other side of the room. Like it is, it is definitely a very intense, like nobody can short of coming into my office or whatever and like hit like coming in person. You are not, go- I cannot get notifications right. on whatever it is. Right. Like just that's, cannot. It's not even like it's limited. I cannot. You, that's, you cannot get a hold of me. I honestly should try that because like that's, that's, uh, <laughs> you, you described, uh, several of my own shortfallings and like, you know, you, you're just more and more, uh, committed to, to stopping them. That's, that's, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, just just do it for a decade and fail at it, and you'll you'll figure oh, out cool. the parts along the way that you do bad. Cool. So in, in a decade from now, I'll be productive, please. No, you can listen to this <laughs> podcast and you'll learn okay. a lot of steps. It's probably only like eight years. You'll be fine. Oh, oh cool. Okay, cool. As long as it's just eight. Um, Nick, can we move on to a we quick, can, thing? We quick, can totally quick move tiny on. tiny topic? Yes. I, okay. So okay, we've talked about the Hubble Space Telescope. We've talked about mm-hmm. the James Webb Space Telescope, JWST. Yes. So. Uh, James Webb was supposed to launch back, I think, originally like 2019. And it's got delayed, got delayed, got delayed. Uh, one r- really big delay happened because uh, something, something, global pandemic, something, something. That's really suck. Uh, anyway. Can't imagine how that affects it, but whatever. You know. 
Uh, that is gotten to the point where now we're finally coming up on a launch date. When we originally were supposed to record, I was going to say, Nick, this is going to launch the day after we release this episode on Tuesday morning oh, snap. at 6 a.m. Central. It's been delayed <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, uh, though. Uh, 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 it's now Christmas Eve, which Nick, if I could, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because legit like legitimately this has been worked on since the 90s i don't i don't know i want that pressure <laughs> i don't want that real. pressure on my christmas eve like that's if a they, lot. you know if it's a five yeah. percent chance that things go bad that's not great if it's like a one percent chance that things go bad that's not great i mean obviously uh you know i want everything to go good i, I just i don't know i have so many emotions about the thing i i'm getting very excited but also very nervous and the idea that it might be on on now on Christmas Eve that that's a little stressful. My my son is excited. We've talked about it a bit. I'm very excited to actually okay. watch the launch. Uh, I hope I haven't seen what time it is. Uh, so at the time of recording this, I don't know that they've actually released the time that they're planning on on Christmas Eve. However, okay. I will note uh, if you are a person with small children, that is nearly irrelevant, being that you will be up late the night before and up at 3 a.m. when your kids wake up. So there's a very narrow window. I guess if they're launching at like 2.20 a.m. Central Time, that would be difficult to be up for. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope that everything goes good. If they could stop having delays, that would be fantastic. It's the at least the delays now are like two days long instead of like a year long and whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, but that is I, I I gotta say that is like definitely stressful that it's it keeps getting delayed. Um, is is are the reasons that it's getting delayed uh like uh problematic or anything? Do you do we know? This most recent one, I haven't read exactly what uh was the reason why, but. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you one of them that was very, very stressful. I didn't even tell you about, I don't think so. They were, they were moving it and like one of the straps broke and, uh, Yikes. like, like we're talking like this. I mean, this thing is like, this thing is huge. It like caused the entire structure to shake and they were very worried and they had like, had to like check every, it was like as the, after they had already like packed it up. And they like had to like open it all up and check it all out. It all ended up being okay. Like a backup strap had like saved the day. They got like reconnected back up. But like, oh my gosh, Nick, that was so stressful. <laughs> like the 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 idea that because like there's no like oh we just we broke this one thing and now we have to replace you know this this quarter of it or whatever that got broke. Like a quarter of it that got broke. That's like seven years. That's like, a lot. Slash scrap the entire mission. So. Uh, it all was okay. It all got a clean bill of health, and I don't think it was anything serious. I mean, they only delayed it a couple days, so that very well could just be weather. So I, I, I just I want this thing to be up in the sky and to unfold and to be good, and we can get excited for all the crazy good science yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I just I needed you to also be slightly anxious, I, and our, our listeners to be anxious. I am very excited. Uh, like you saying that they broke a strap or whatever is, is just that's terrifying. It's um, terrifying. <laughs> but I'm excited. Christmas Eve, let's go. Christmas Eve, let's go. Let's wish for good things that people don't know about. Okay, Nick. Um, okay, Nick. The yes. uh, last last topic. You've talked. I've been excited about this. I don't. We're okay. gonna talk much. I just kind of vaguely know of what we're gonna talk about. So Jeff, you and I have been listening to and me at your recommendation, uh, a very popular podcast by Malcolm Gladwell, uh, who I think is a very very fun, entertaining, and uh, intelligent uh, intelligent guy. Uh, 
But but <laughs> but my first exposure to Malcolm Gladwell was uh, like years and years ago now, ten years ago, as I found out recently from my research wow. today. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell had a book that was about the ten thousand hour rule, which was basically that you need ten thousand hours of uh, purposeful practice, as what I, as I, I think he calls it, mm-hmm. to become a master of something. Okay, and he writes a book about this called Outliers, uh, where he talks about the concept and. He was invited to a very popular sports uh, sports conference, this sports uh, analytics conference called the uh, MIT uh, Sloan Sports Conference, I believe this is the full name, mm-hmm. um, at MIT every year. And he was in, uh, invited to talk with a panel, including uh, former Rockets coach and Rockets, Rockets GM, uh, GM uh, so Jeff Van Gundy, the, the coach, and Daryl Morey, the GM, uh, about uh, Tracy McGrady. And, or okay. not just Tracy McGrady, but about the, about the topic of the 10,000 hours. And basically about how Tracy McGrady had not lived up to that 10,000 hours. Um, and the reason this matters to me is that I think that Tracy McGrady is a really interesting case of, like, this bizarre way that we treat people and talent. Um, so uh trace mcgrady for and I, I, this is not going to be as deep di- as big of a deep dive on like any of the stats about trace mcgrady mm-hmm. uh i'll give some cursory ones or whatever but um so trace mcgrady for people who don't know was an nba all-star in the early 2000s uh was especially good from uh 2000 like one to 2000 like i don't know five you can probably argue when but no um, and like just to interrupt to add credence to that i mean when i was in middle school i had multiple t-mac shirts and shoes and etc that i wore so he was a phenom for a couple of years right like for a couple of years it was like a conversation the amount of hype was insane Right, right. What I, I remember for years, me and my my like two best friends would talk about, okay, who's the best shooting guard? Is it Kobe, Trace McGrady, or Vince Carter? And Vince Carter was out <laughs> oh, of that conversation man. pretty fast. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so, for sure. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's legitimate. Um, and I, I uh, so for a couple of years, he was that guy. But he didn't really have playoff success. He didn't win a playoff series for like the first like eight years of his career and he didn't win a playoff series as the only guy the only like main star which was kind of like this this weird uh de facto way that we were all judging everybody it was like whether or not they could be the guy on a championship team and be like the one alpha that did this stuff and so later on in his career um oh and i should also say tracy mcgrady was not just like a phenom he is if you could describe what you would want a basketball player to be you'd basically be describing Tracy McGrady. He was tall, insanely long arms, athletic as hell, could jump out the gym, great shooter, passes, yeah. passed it well, handled the ball well. He basically, like, there wasn't a skill that he didn't have. There wasn't a physical attribute that he didn't have. There wasn't anything that wasn't there and available. Like, he had every tool in the box, whether it was, like, uh, a God-given one or not, right? I mean, T-Mac was the man. Yes, yes, absolutely, right? So, uh... It, at this Sloan Sports, uh, and so he played for the Rockets under Jeff Van Gundy, who's generally a, a well-respected coach, and I still think is pretty fun. And at this panel in 2011, they talked about McGrady, and uh, after talking about after Gladwell talked about his central uh, thesis, which was that you know ten thousand hours, right? Uh, Van Gundy said McGrady was only a thousand hours of practice, and he said, but he should be a Hall of Fame player. He's, is, he was un- otherworldly, and 
it was talent, basically, was what he said. He said, he's as close as I've ever seen somebody with a perfect body and a good mind. Um, and that was the overall sentiment, was hmm. he was a... Uh, and this this conversation continued with the, the three of them. And that was basically the overall sentiment was the Grady should have practiced more, uh, didn't practice enough. And I, I want to say he was the coach for McGrady. He probably saw him more than I saw him. Um, and, you know, maybe he had a better insight into McGrady than I did. But I I like basically will never be able to fully comprehend this 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 line of thought that somehow Tracy McGrady didn't live up to his his promise. Uh, so in McGrady's early career, he comes in the league at 18. Okay. He comes in the league at 18. So he has basically just high school and whatever the hell high school he went to is not some giant, uh, uh, not so uh, he went to Mount Zion Christian Academy in, in North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, and Auburndale and Auburndale, Florida. So he probably did play for good high schools and he probably played for competitive high schools and for AAU, uh, AAU and CYO, uh, probably uh, AAU uh, teams and whatever. But that's not the important thing. A lot of this development happens in the NBA and he basically skyrockets from a young guy with talent into otherworldly production. Production that is basically akin to like LeBron or like Kobe or Jordan. I've heard, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, like basically only them. He has a season where he averages 32, 6, and 7, which is by any standards ever insane. There, his advanced stats all echo this, that he was essentially as good as you could possibly be uh now, I think that stats don't fully capture a full like the the full, you know, impact of players a lot of the times, but stats are very very high on on Tracy McGrady's uh performance. And he does this all on very bad teams. Very bad teams. Uh and the there's two things that that hap- that that come out of this this uh this time period for him in Orlando in particular where he's on very bad teams that are that are getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first round, sometimes they're getting swept. Um and it's one of the two things. It's one that's like, you know, he doesn't have the killer instinct to hold it up in the playoffs. And he's not a hard worker and he doesn't have whatever it is that leads a team to success. Well, he individually dominates. And in the playoffs, there are seasons where he leads the playoffs in scoring points per game. And there's and where he leads the playoffs in a bunch of advanced, advanced metrics, all at the age of like 22 to 24. Like this is all in the age of like 21 yeah. to 24. I'm sorry. 21 to 24. He has four consecutive seasons of drop of uh, four consecutive playoffs i should say because he missed one one year his team missed the playoffs of averaging over 30 points a game in the playoffs and for context for everybody else um contemporaries kobe bryant Dwayne wade uh james harden none of them have done this not, not a single one of them has done this for a whole <laughs> yeah, play that's a lot that's wild right that's like the best contemporaries you could have except for michael jordan and the reason i'm saying all of this is to say i basically feel like the reason that tracy mcgrady is Lambasted is that, and this is a very common thing I think with people who are um, who are overachievers is um, or talented or like in off or rather not just overachievers, overachievers who are naturally talented. I think that overachievers who are naturally talented are expected to be one in a generation sometimes. Like the, the, what, I'm not sure what kind of outcome is like appropriate for for the, them to to feel that he lived up to his talent. Because if you average 30 for four seasons in a row, if you're doing everything, if you are the if you are uh, a team player, if you play defense, I guess there's, there's people who think that he doesn't play defense. Okay, that's that's fair. 
but lots of great players didn't play defense in the NBA. Uh, didn't play amazing defense in the NBA, I should say. But he's a team player who scored in- incredibly, held it up in the playoffs, did this for multiple years in a row. I basically don't see a problem, except that he wasn't the greatest of all time. And I, th- I see this a lot with a lot, like uh, in the NBA, where it's basically like if you're not if, like Shaq, the expectation for Shaq was that he had to be uh, the greatest of all time. Otherwise, um, we think of that as like a failure. Right. And, or bust. I mean, that's right. Le- that's LeBron, too. Right. Um, and I think sometimes we give uh, we give these experts that talk about this stuff a little too much credit when they are tearing down someone else. But their expectations are uh, uh, unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um so a former assistant coach, uh, Johnny Davis, said, uh, uh, oh, so the the team or the people on the panel make a point about um, success getting in the way for McGrady, that his success stopped him from working harder because he thought that he was already doing great. Um, and I just find this attitude to be a little bit dismissive of the success that he's already having. And I feel like the expectations are a little bit uh unreasonable so here's a quote from his one of his uh former assistant coaches who said quote i'm sure there were times when he wondered well why are you questioning my work ethic i just gave you 37 points john davis said but had he worked harder maybe that was a 47 point night maybe there's no need for him to try to make one at the buzzer had he done this the whole game it wouldn't have even been close only he knows that we look at it and we say man he's not working hard enough but some guy, times guys have an easiness about them that makes it appear that way and again only tracy can answer that and my expect my response to this is I have never heard anyone ever expect a 47 point night out of anyone. I've like literally never heard that for any player in the history of anything. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone no. <laughs> getting a 37 point night and somehow being criti- criticized for not doing enough. This seems this seems unreasonable, but it is an expectation that we put on people who we somehow place our ex- like they 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 check the boxes and so we expect them to be better than anything that's ever come before oh you crushed it on your 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 freaking calculus stuff in high school why aren't you einstein what (laughs) what (laughs) i'm i'm uh and i don't know is there is there a parallel to this in in football of like players who are put like who have expectations set way too high oh um i mean yeah certainly i i mean i could think of a handful of like oh if they if they if they were honestly on the NFL side, it's more like uh, if you are not this big dramatic wide receiver, if you could just buckle down and focus and be you know completely dedicated to the craft, you would and a team player and not selfish at all and etc. You would do so much better and all that. It's just it's a weird the whole the whole like the whole thing. I was just like like thinking through you know both my my memory of of T-Mac and then also just Googling a few stats here and there. And it really, it is an interesting thing where he got to the level that he did probably. Yeah. I mean, like, let's just assume it's true by, by talent more so than dedication to practice or whatever. But also I don't think it should be everybody's aspiration to be the most hardworking number one best person ever to grace this planet with their presence level of uh, like performance in something that ultimately is just their job yeah like that that is what it's a it's a wild thing to like to like talk through like well oh what could have been because we certainly don't do that like it's not like we're like oh man you know you are a pretty good neurosurgeon that's what i was yeah sorry Had, had you spent 20 hours a day 
doing neurosurgery and uh, research and such, you really could have changed this field. But since you only you only put in the typical sixteen hours a day, you know, I just it, it kind of left us kind of left us lay you know kind of left us hanging a little bit there. Uh, not you could have done better, you know. Or for, for and for that matter. I feel like that same scrutiny could be applied basically across the board, right? Like, there's a lot of players who are 6'8". There's a lot of people, human beings, who are 6'8". Like, there's not, you know, a ton. I don't run into one every day. But there's hundreds in the NBA. How come every single one of those guys isn't held up to the standard of... Uh, so, Co- Tracy McGrady gets compared to Kobe a lot because they were they came in at a similar time. They were friends. They were, like, they both came in at a high school, played the same position. And so, everyone says, you know, like, why didn't he work like Kobe? Kobe wasn't as gifted athletically and with height like kobe was only 6'6 so he was only you know one percent instead of 0.1 percent or whatever who knows but uh i mean the the expectation there you can apply that to basically everyone right and you said about neurosurgeon or whatever yeah i'm sure any neurosurgeon who worked 20 hours a day for their (laughs) life would would change the field right but it's it's an unrealistic expectation and we're we're all marveled at the the very 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 few that ever have uh, whoever build the the both the work ethic and the lifestyle and also just circumstantially have everything come together. As a Man, Kobe fan, I, I can like, tell you it was a go- lot of circumstances that, that, that came to success. But sorry, go ahead. No, I just I and the other thing that I can't like get out of my head is like how like how tightly the two things you've brought tonight tie together. Because like because like you yeah. know there's. It, I mean, if you're if your natural bent is to be Kobe Bryant to show up at the gym at four o'clock in the morning and work for forever, like if, if that's your natural bent to be Michael Jordan that shows up at the gym to like work outwork everybody on the field, if you're Tom Brady who's going to like do studying a film for like a hundred hours more than anybody else is going to possibly do, like that is part of your natural ability. Like, I, it, it, yes, it, it is in theory controllable like you could be a person who could do that just because you are alive and those hours have passed but like th- that does not mean that you are a person who's going to do that like just but because you're capable to- right we don't hold the same scrutiny to every 4.0 student in college right like if every <laughs> 4.0 student who graduates with some kind of like even if you just want to like really narrow it down and be like stem degree if you're like every 4.0 math degree a uh, person with a, ma- a bachelor's in math has to work 14 hours a day, take their meals inside so that they don't have to waste time traveling to and from food places, ignore their social life so that they can revolutionize the field and technology. Nobody's ever held to the standard. This is no, you know, I guess like, you know, McGrady has said that he wasn't like a great practice person, but I just don't really care. I don't care if like, (laughs) if he didn't put in, you know, X amount of hours according to, uh, you know, uh, according to, a really good and insightful and smart author and a really good coach. I don't care that he didn't live up to their standards of hard work because he was wildly, wildly, wildly successful. I, 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 by, I just, by any measure, honestly, like other yeah. than, other than perfection <laughs> by any measure, he did great. Like had right. a great career. I mean, Nick, the, one of the things like Nick, if you asked me like, Hey Jeff, what's like one of the craziest like highlights or series of highlights you've ever seen? T-Max scoring 13 and 35 seconds is ridiculous. Like, what in the world? It's insane. 
Like, he made a mark on me 20 years ago or whenever that happened. Like, yep. Maybe not yep. quite. Honestly, honestly, coming up on 20 years ago, that is, honestly, that, that makes me yep. feel disgustingly sick. Like, <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> um, but no, like, I mean, the dude was a phenom. Like, he was amazing. And yeah, no, yep. I, I, like, yes, if he had, like, this amazing drive to practice like an insane person that some people that have gotten to the NBA do or... Or that are at the top of the NBA do. Like, yeah, he would have been better. But also, he was here because of who he is. And he is who he is. My my addendum to that is that, you know, like, he improved as a shooter from his early early career. In his early career, he was playing behind um, Vince Carter. So it's not like Apple to Apple. He didn't play a lot. But like when he first came out of high school, he wasn't a contributor. And then he basically burst onto the scene. Uh, he bulked up and gained muscle. He became a better shooter. I don't really believe that you just wake up at 21 and are a 27 point per game player. Like, I just simply don't believe that that doesn't have a ton of hard work that goes into that. Yeah, it didn't and, happen to me at all. Right, right. So, you know, you can tell me that it's more natural talent than most people that are his contemporaries. Sure. Okay. But like, there's still a ton of work that goes into that. Sure, and it's wildly yeah. successful. And I think you're really pushing at the margins to ask someone to put to to like improve over a career where like for he for seven years in a row, he uh he averaged thir- uh over a seven year period, he averaged thirty-nine minutes a game, which by the way is a ton of hard work, uh, and averaged twenty-seven points a game. Which I, I know I didn't want to like d- dive into the, the stats and stuff. There's a bunch of advanced metrics that think highly of them, some of them that don't as well, which is interesting because it's kind of like not consistent. But um but I basically just think yeah, this guy was a stud and a killer. And when he wasn't hurt, he was playing his ass off. And there's a lot of people who are like, well, if he'd taken better care of his body, maybe he wouldn't have. I mean, okay, but he was for four years, five years in a row, he's at playing 40, 41 minutes a night. Like, okay, he's laying it all out there. He's putting his body on the line and he gained a lot of muscle mass over, uh, over his yeah. uh, years as a young guy. I mean, maybe he wasn't as focused with his work. That's probably fair. And I don't think that there's no criticism to be made of, of Trace McGrady, but... It's it's just like a weird standard that I don't really see applied to anyone except for uh, like gifted athletes. And I, I not not a fan, not a fan. So, all right. Before we wrap uh, up tonight, I do want to ask you, I'll do my, I'll even I'm willing to do my first. Do I don't think have Malcolm one. Gladwell is a fraud? I don't know if I take it that far. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is where we start the feud with a, with a much, much larger podcast that I that I love. But the pitching. <laughs> <laughs> the the internet is well ahead of us. Um, anyways, Nick, okay, you took that direction, opposite direction, NBA yeah. or honestly any sport, but like let's let's be honest, you're going to give an NBA answer. Um, it's true. Who had the least physical gifts that was broken on the other end that was thrust into a far different stratosphere than they should have physically been capable of because of how dedicated they were to you putting in those 10,000 or 100,000 hours. Uh, oh, dude. Well, there, the the NBA is a fun example for this because there's a lot of really short players who well, – a lot. There's like a handful of really short hey, players who before, had a lot of success. Go ahead. Yeah. And maybe maybe just no one right off the top. But I do want to I do want to give a shout out because like I'm looking up above my uh like on my I should I should literally take a picture because this is so perfect. I'm I'm looking at my microphone and right above my microphone is like all my sports stuff on my desk. But yeah. literally dead center 
is the Sports Illustrated edition of uh, the the year that the Shockers went to the Final Four, and then the very middle of that hey. is Fred Van Fleet. Hell yeah, Hell Fred Van yeah. Fleet, and oh my goodness, you could not possibly pick a better example of that, especially okay. recently. Anyways, so I know he's not. I know he's not actually six foot one. I know. I, I think he's like he looks to me like he's not six foot one. I should say. Um, <laughs> but, see, I, I'm not six foot one, and he's definitely shorter than me. So, so there you go. Okay. But I should say, I meant, like, real short. Do you know who Earl Boy- Boykins is? Yeah, of course. You, yeah, I loved Earl Boykins. Earl Boykins played until he was 35, so I think, like, 13 years in the NBA. This dude was five foot five, and he just worked. He, like, was one of those guys that was, like, super feisty and energetic and, like, all just, like, hustle and everybody, every team that had him loved him. I mean, I can't even imagine going to bat and trying to, like, guard or be guarded by freaking NBA athletes at five foot five. I get intimidated by like good high school players or good pickup players and I'm six feet tall. So like, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to get guarded by this guy. He can jump. He can touch the rim. Meanwhile, meanwhile <laughs> he's, he's going up against the greatest, the greatest athletes in the world for 15, 13 years. Uh, if, I, if we're going to call out like guys who didn't have it, have it uh, naturally, I think he was naturally gifted in other ways. Like he was sure. uh, fast and I, th- I think he had good hops. I, I don't think he could dunk, but like, Five you would have to work really NBA. hard to make it at that height, for sure. Right. right. Five for five in the NBA. Like, what what, what a freaking badass, honestly. And Ben Bleet's a good call-out, too. Ben Bleet's a great call-out. <laughs> um, no, it... I I hate I hate it so much on the NFL side because you it's impossible to like do give any other answer that's not Tom Brady. Like, you're, you're talking Fair. to somebody who... Just was an absolute nobody and going on to be probably what will turn into the best player of NFL history. Um, I mean, if kind of rude, I, I, I mean, Nick, that's like if Michael Jordan was an undrafted free agent, like, it, like, legitimately, it's that crazy. Yeah. No, and that's, that's that's wild. Like, coming out of coming out of college, if he was just nothing and just worked his way into being the best quarterback of all time like it, it, it is crazy so anyway so i don't i don't want to belabor this and keep going with stuff mm-hmm. but um larry bird had a really weird high school uh career and then like uh, like wasn't gonna play and had uh and wasn't gonna play in, in college uh i think that he went to a college but didn't like the college and like decided to go uh, decided not to play for the college and then like waited another year um to go to a closer college or something like that. Well, he, and, he I know he played at uh, Indiana or Indiana. He played in some one of the Missouri Valley teams uh, because we th- used to play against them uh, like a thousand times at Wichita State when we were part of the Missouri Valley. Anyways, go ahead. He, but it's not like fair because Bird had height at least in a sport that is very dependent on height. He was six nine, but I've never seen a six nine guy struggle so hard to dunk. And uh, Bird was a uh, as a uh, as a hater of the Celtics, deep down to my bones, uh, Bird was a total badass and like kind of fits that mold of like, yeah, he kind of doesn't look like he should play the sport. Oh, and now he's now he's a top ten player all time. Okay, all right, uh, sort of similar to the to, to not the same as Brady. Brady sounds like a little bit more like not a little bit much more of an underdog story, no, but at the I same mean, time, no that that is that's a good that is a good comparison. I mean, there obviously lots of different caveats on both of those, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you would not have guessed. Honestly, like even Steph is kind of a, a similar example of like nobody would have thought that Steph was going to be who Steph is. Right. Coming out of Davidson like that. Like right. 
That was that would have been he wild. Had trouble, he had trouble getting a, a scholarship to Davidson. So exactly, like that was the so. one D one school, I think, right, or something yep. like that. Yeah, I mean, yep. not that I've watched a bunch of things where they talk about this co- stuff nope. constantly nope. at all recently. Nope. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, Nick and I record a Patreon podcast that releases uh next week on Monday. Every every off Monday, if you want to, you can check that out at tywasap.com forward slash. Whoa, nope that. Mm, patreon.com forward slash time with sap uh it's this except for a little more off the cuff and usually about basketball which was kind of this one too a little bit i apologize Uh, this one i wanted to be more like i was trying to make it more about like the 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 unrealisticness of expectations from people who are overachieving i Uh, I feel like you did i i i say that with love i I but i do know that i I, I can't help myself. I got to talk about stuff a little bit. I got to be like, and you know, he th- four years in a row at 30 points game. <laughs> you know, I have to. No, um, I, I appreciate but it. But more importantly, you can also follow us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, and you can find all of that at tywasap.com. Sounds fantastic. I accidentally minimized my thing, but I feel like now is the time where I tell you yet again, Nick, for the last time of this year. It's time to knuckle up and get ready for 2022. Thank you for potting with me. Thank you for potting with me for a whole damn year. I'm impressed with you that you a whole, survived it. A whole nother podcast of knuckling whole up. A whole other podcast. Of knuckling up and kicking back. <laughs> and getting, <laughs> this, all right. The, yeah, this, this is, is where the, the outro is. started play. a podcast. <laughs> Thank you all for listening.